Introductory Concepts on Man and Society The human person is by nature a social being. They are relational beings who are free and responsible. They recognize the necessity of integrating themselves in cooperation with fellow human beings and who are capable of communion with them. They belong to various societies such as family, civil, and religious communities and are bound all together by a principle of unity and common good that goes beyond each one of them. The human person is an image of God. Since he resembles the communion of the divine persons in the Trinity, he must therefore establish himself a community with other persons in order to live in a society. Society is a requirement of man's nature through exchange, mutual service, and dialogue with others. By this, he develops and responds to his vocation, love for neighbor, and love for God. A society is a group of persons bound together organically with a principle of unity that goes beyond each one of them. As an assembly that is at once visible and spiritual, a society endures through time. It gathers up the past and prepares for the future. By means of society, each man is established as an heir and receives certain talents that enrich his identity and whose fruits he must develop. He rightly owes loyalty to the communities in which he is part and respect for those in authority who have charge of the common good. Each community is defined by its purpose and consequently obeys specific rules. But the human person is and ought to be the principal, the subject, and the end of all social institutions. Certain societies, such as family and the state, correspond more directly to the nature of man. They are necessary to him to promote the participation of the greatest number in life of a society. The creation of voluntary associations and institutions must be encouraged on both national and international levels, which relate to economic and social goals, to cultural and recreational activities, to sports, to various professions, and to political affairs. Article 13 of the Philippine Constitution, under Social Justice and Human Rights, and the Civil Code of the Philippines supports formation of these organizations. This socialization also expresses the natural tendency for human beings to associate with one another for the sake of attaining objectives that exceed individual capacities. It develops the qualities of the person, especially the sense of initiative and responsibility, and helps guarantee his or her rights. But socialization also presents dangers Excessive intervention by the state can threaten personal freedom and initiative. The teaching of the Church has elaborated the principle of subsidiarity, according to which a community of a higher order shouldn't interfere in the internal life of a community of a lower order, depriving the latter of its functions, but rather should support it in case of need and help to coordinate activity with activities of the rest of society, always with a view to the common good. In keeping with the social nature of man, the good of each individual is necessarily related to the common good, which in turn can be defined only in reference to the human person. The common good, it is to be understood as the sum total of social conditions which allow people, either as groups or as individuals, 
to reach their fulfillment more fully and more easily. The common good concerns the life of all. It calls for prudence from each and even more from those who exercise the office of authority. It consists of three essential elements. First, the common good presupposes respect for persons as such. In the name of the common good, public authorities are bound to respect the fundamental and inalienable rights of the human person. Society should permit each of its members to fulfill his vocation. In particular, the common good resides in the conditions of the exercise of the natural freedoms indispensable for the development of the human vocation, such as the right to act according to a sound norm of conscience and to safeguard privacy, and rightful freedom also in matters of religion. Second, common good requires the social well-being and development of the group itself. Development is the epitome of all social duties. Certainly, it is the proper function of authority to arbitrate in the name of the common good between various particular interests, but it should make accessible to each what is needed to lead a truly human life. Food, clothing, health, work, education and culture, suitable information, the right to establish a family, and so on. Finally, the common good requires peace, that is the stability and security of a just order. It presupposes that authority should ensure by morally acceptable means the security of society and all its members. It is the basis of the right to legitimate personal and collective defense. Each human community possesses a common good which permits it to be recognized as such. It is in the political community that its most complete realization is found. It is the role of the state to defend and promote the common good of civil society, its citizens and intermediate bodies. Authority is exercised legitimately if it is committed to the common good of society. To attain this, it must employ morally acceptable means. Our constitution promotes common good of all individuals and society. A specific example of this administered by local government units is Republic Act Number 7160 or an act providing for a local government code of 1991. Article 13 of the Constitution and their social justice and human rights supports formation of organizations. It states, the state should encourage non-governmental, community-based, or sectoral organizations that promote the welfare of the nation. Both the church and the state recognize family as the most important unit of the society. It is the original cell of social life, a natural society in which husband and wife are called to give themselves in love and in the gift of life, authority, stability, and the life of relationships within the family constitute the foundations of, for freedom, security, and fraternity within society. The family is the community in which, from childhood, one can learn moral values, begin to honor God, and make good use of freedom. Family life is an initiation into life in society. The family must be helped and defended by appropriate social means. Where families cannot fulfill their responsibilities, other social bodies have the duty 
of helping them and of supporting the institution of the family. Following the principle of subsidiarity, larger communities should take care not to usurp the family's prerogatives or interfere in its life. For example, the Department of Social Welfare and Development has a mandate to take custody of abandoned children and perform other activities that may uphold the welfare of the individual and the family.